Hey guys. First off, I'd like to say that today's episode is going to be covering a more serious topic. I feel like I've done a lot of very serious topics, and that's because right out the gate, I knew what I wanted to talk about, and I've always known what I wanted to share with people. So I've kind of wanted to just get a lot of more serious topics out of the way, and then get into the more fun things, collab things that I'm going to be doing. But like I said, today is going to be a more serious topic that's very close to me and to countless millions of other people who have been affected by this in their lifetime. And just like to say that I'm choosing to only speak on my experience and how it has affected my life directly, although it has affected every single one of my family members and especially my mother's life. And that is the word cancer. According to the American Cancer Society, it states that every minute, four people are diagnosed with cancer. And every minute, one person dies from cancer. Yes, there has always been something that has impacted so many people and in regards to my own story with it my mother was diagnosed with cancer a cancer called leukemia and leukemia is a cancer that basically it means that your body is producing too many white blood cells which causes an imbalance in blood count cells so if it's a cancer of the bone marrow and blood And I was eight years old when my mother was diagnosed. Um, I have two brothers. I'm the middle child. So my older brother um, at the time was probably around 10 or 11. And my younger brother was five. And in complete honesty, complete honesty, I don't remember every single thing that happened. I do remember certain events that have stayed with me. Um, And this goes back to, they say that trauma has a way of affecting people's memories and brain functions. And so I don't remember every single detail of what happened, just those small details which have impacted me and shaped who I am today. So I would just like to share that story. My mother was first seen by a doctor because she had issues with a cough that wouldn't go away. It was very persistent. And I'm talking maybe three to almost three to four weeks, almost a month of nonstop coughing. She was having issues. And no matter the medicines and all the, you know, herbal teas, it was just not going away. And so she went to the hospital to her doctor and she wanted to know what was wrong. And originally my mother thought, well, I have to have some kind of bacteria infection or something's wrong with my throat. Um, And when she went in, they originally thought it was just some thyroid issue. And later as tests went on because there was a thyroid issue 
but that thyroid issue was a symptom and a larger part of what would end up being her diagnosis for cancer. Me and my siblings first found out through my parents telling us and they kind of sat us down and told us that she had cancer. They explained what that was, that she was sick and that she'd be going away for a little bit. But we were really young. We were still pretty young and I think the three of us were just trying to wrap our heads around the fact that our mother was leaving us because she had to stay in hospice and care, hospital care. And then we weren't allowed to see her for a very long time because she was undergoing treatment. And then not only that, but my mother didn't like us to visit her too often because she always said she didn't like the way that she looked in the hospital. She didn't want us to see her like that. So our visits were short, brief, but we got to see her. And I remember one of the first visits to her, my dad, we were so excited because my mother she's my everything um she is one of the best mothers that have inspired my own journey of motherhood she was a stay-at-home mom of three crazy kids and trust me i was a very bad kid (laughs) maybe one of these episodes she can go in and start attacking me about how horrible I was but (laughs) she was an amazing mother she took us to the zoo she took us to the library she took us to school she was there she was present whenever I needed her she was right next to my room if I was scared I would run to her if I was hungry she would feed me She literally was the epitome of what a mother should be. And when she was taken away from us and from me, I lost a part of myself. And so every time we got to visit her, I was just so unbelievably excited, like beyond And one of the first times we got to see her when she was admitted and into her room and everything is my dad um, made a spaghetti dinner because, you know, spaghetti is one of the easiest things to make, right? (laughs) And he got a bowl of grapes and a jug of milk and we ate dinner with her in the hospital. I remember that is probably the happiest memory that I had of her 
through the whole cancer experience. And the thing was, that was just the beginning. That was four things with the chemotherapy and treatment and injections. That's before everything got worse. But I will always, always cherish that memory that I had of me, my brothers, my dad, and my mom eating spaghetti, grapes, and milk. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember every night for three months straight, probably longer to be honest, I just kept crying. And I kept crying. I cried every single night. And I know I put my dad through hell crying every night and just crying out. I want my mom. I want my mom. I want my mom. And I would sleep in the same bed as my dad because I just wanted to be where she used to sleep. I wanted to somehow maybe feel her presence, smell her to connect to her to literally anything to just hold on to her and I remember I would write her cards I would get um, old magazines and cut out funny pictures I, I'm i pretty sure that I was making memes before there was memes <laughs> for my mom and I would take a glue stick and I would glue these funny pictures on the card and I would tell her like motivational quotes or I'd try to make like little jokes. I remember there was uh, this little dog soldier ad and so I cut out the little dog soldier and I told her, um, obviously I made a joke because <laughs> I had to, you know, <laughs> and I wrote that I thought she was such a brave soldier. And she would write me notes back. She would have to go to chemotherapy appointments a lot. So we didn't get to see her that often when she did come home. And I remember she left me a note on my little TV in my room. And said, hey, Andrea, it's mom. I love you. See you when I get home. And I still have that little note to this day. My mother before cancer was very athletic. She was very, very involved mother. Um, like I said, she's a stay-at-home mother. She would make us healthy snacks when we got home from school. She wanted us to have the ideal childhood, ex- an idyllic childhood experience. And she would make us gourmet meals, like full-on big meals every single night. And we always had family dinners. So when my mother started going for treatment and was hospitalized... It was like there was this hole in our home. My dad took on the role of being our primary caregiver on top of already being our financial provider. And in all honesty, he didn't have a lot of help. I remember the church coming by with sisters. They gave us dinner for a month. And after that, we didn't hear from them for a very long time. My grandparents on my dad's side took care of us for a little bit, on and off. Um, When we would get off school, my grandpa (laughs) 
would meet us at the house and um oh my gosh I remember so many wonderful things about my grandfather he would go to Wendy's Wendy's wasn't too far from um my childhood home and he I don't even know in my head as a kid I thought he was the best he was so amazing um and I thought he was just such a funny guy <laughs> he was so funny he would go to Wendy's and get I'm not even kidding a full bag of burgers and I'm not talking like oh he got us an individual burger each he would bring a bag of burgers I don't even know how many maybe like 10 burgers in a bag and would be like here you guys go here's your snack <laughs> and I'm like uh I what <laughs> And it was just so different because, like I said, my mother was very home-cooked. She rarely let us eat out. And, you know, obviously because she was not around, um, my dad and the little help that he got would basically literally just give us whatever they could give us. And we just had to be grateful for it. And I remember that was the funniest day of my life is when he was just like, here's your burger, go off, have fun. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, because I could just picture my mom going, Andrea, what are you doing eating a burger? You only get one burger, no fries, and no soda, only water. Like, I could literally hear her in my head. <sighs> and it was just so crazy. Um, but to be fair, my grandpa also, um, he had diabetes. So, um, he always had to had to have these sugar tablets on him. Uh, and I remember one time we were in the parking lot, um, my dad was visiting my mother, and we were in the parking lot of the hospital, and, um, he literally, he didn't tell us what it was either. <laughs> you just trust family, you know, I just trusted my grandpa. He took out this roll, it looks like a roll of quarters, it's literally like little, if you guys have seen a Mentos candy, that's what it looked like, but it's a pure sugar pure sugar mento and he was like here do you want this and i was like uh sure and he would just give us sugar tablets and i don't even think he knew what he was doing <laughs> i just think he was like you know what these kids are having a hard time i'm gonna make them happy and he would load us up on sugar <laughs> and if it wasn't the sugar tablets it was um the popsicles and those of you are like why is he giving you so much sugar uh like i said he was doing the best he could and the funny thing is i would always think that he was actually gonna give us popsicles he never gave us popsicles he gave us lollipops <laughs> and i was always disappointed because i thought i was getting a popsicle i was like yeah of course i want a popsicle and then out of his pocket he pulled a lollipop and i'm like grandpa these are lollipops and he's like pop that's the same thing <laughs> and those are really one of the good memories <laughs> again that i have um i think there's a lot of memories that comes with it i think overall it was hard for a kid my age. I was in third grade at the time. 
I remember everybody at that point knew my mom had cancer, from church people to relatives to classmates. I literally became the girl whose mother had cancer, and everybody was so sorry for me. And I remember everyone was like, she's so sad, she doesn't have a mom anymore, and I would look around at all these families that looked so put together. And I just felt so broken because I didn't know if my mother was going to live. I didn't even know she was going to come home that day. Um, one visit I remember that she was in a lot of pain clearly from all the treatment my mother had to have injections constantly inserted in her stomach and legs and one time she was just breathing in pain and they had to rush out of the they had to rush us out of the room because something was happening and I just remember hearing her screaming and in all honesty that was probably the scariest moment for me and it made it so real My dad gets very emotional talking about it, too. To this day, he gets emotional talking about it. Because my dad really suffered the brunt of it. He had a loving wife, a fantastic mother to his children. And then the next couple months, he was being told that she only has a couple months to live, to take her off the machines, and to start learning how to live without her. He would always tell us that one of the main things is that even um, even though he was struggling with his relationship with God, he knew that God would not leave his children motherless. He always said, like, when the doctors told him to pull the plug on my mother, he would say no. Just sh- well, to be censor kid-friendly, he would say no. He would say shut up, but he'd use a lot stronger words to the doctors, trust me. And my mother is a woman of faith. She's very, very religious. And I remember her telling me that she would always sing church songs, hymns. She would sing this song called, I Need Thee Every Hour. And she would pray saying, God, if it's my time, take me. But if I'm not meant to be their mother, then let me uh, just let me go. I remember her telling me, if someone can do a better job than me, then take me. And I was like, dang, mom, that's pretty ballsy talking to God like that. (laughs) But from ages 8 to 12 years old, it was like a living hell. There was so much darkness and depression. And there was a point where I even said, well, if my mother is going to die, then I'm going to die. I don't want to be here without her. And I almost went through with it. Later I told my mother about how I almost tried to take my own life. And I remember her telling me she was so happy I did it because she lived too. She's still here. She's just a phone call away now. And something that really kept me and my family going through the years was that uh, my father met this woman named Eduarda. And we were part of this amazing group of people who supported families um, that had someone or relatives with cancer. 
Um, it was this program called Healthy Families that helped children and families to be able to find healthy ways to cope with cancer. And we were part of a group of children who, in order to help us not think about our parents or our grandparents, we would get free summer camps. Um, I was part of the YMCA summer camp for a couple years for free. I got taken to Disney on Ice twice. Um, every Christmas we go to this huge Christmas party where they would give us gifts every year. And I think the thing that I was most grateful for was going to this camp called Camp Kesslem. Um, which I am going to go into in my next episode because <laughs> this that is another whole long story. But Camp Kesslem um, truly is a camp of angels and I'm forever grateful for it I think overall the experience with cancer in my family is hard to talk about to this day I still tear up every now and then if you hear a quiver in my voice because probably trying to hold back tears but it shaped who I am today it has made me stronger and it has made me love and appreciate my mother more she is a wonderful amazing woman who literally overcame death and she's one of the lucky ones truly one of the lucky ones cancer is no joke it's so so horrible Like I said, today's a little bit more of a serious topic, so I think I'm going to leave it at that. That cancer is not one thing. It affects many people. And I ask you guys to not sympathize with me because that's not what I'm here to do but to support others who fight those silent battles Um, Giving Tuesday passed at the beginning of December one of the greatest things that I did was donate to the American Cancer Society and I invite you all to do it cancer and death has no age it affects everyone and just love everybody because you never know who's going through it hey guys (laughs) hopefully we will talk about a lighter subject next week but I just wanted to let you guys know who I am from this that's it so hey guys trust (laughs) we're just getting started